0: Peace and blessings and welcome back to the Heritage Hip Hop Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by heritagehiphop.com. We are more than music. We are the 30 for 30 for independent artists, independent music, and we celebrate our industry vets in the hip hop culture worldwide. By coming to heritagehiphop.com, not only do you keep your mind and your ear towards the independent artists, but you hear the stories behind the music and what makes our culture great. HeritageHipHop.com is the home of the exclusive playlists, merch, interviews, podcasts, blogs, and more. So subscribe today to HeritageHipHop.com and join the family. We are more than music. We are God's culture. And that culture is hip-hop, which means his heritage is hip-hop as well. On today's episode of the Heritage Hip-Hop podcast, we go back to the Midwest and we talk to a new up-and-coming artist, Bill Bros Baggins, who comes to us by way of Illboy, an artist who comes to Heritage Hip Hop every now and then and just drops jewels and good music. Well, he started an entertainment company and he's breaking artists, and we have the pleasure of being one of the first that he breaks artists with. This movement is serious, and Heritage Hip Hop represents for not only the culture, but you, the artist, the entrepreneur, and everyone out here trying to get their voices heard so without further ado let's hear this person's story and i'll come back with the rest of my commentary at the end of the interview peace and blessings and welcome back to the heritage hip-hop podcast not only are we the 30 for 30 for independent music and independent artists we introduce you to your future favorite artists today and today i got somebody whose voice Is reaching the ears of those who are hungry for good music. Before we get into the interview, make sure you subscribe to Heritage Hip Hop everywhere. If you're on YouTube, make sure you hit the like, subscribe, notification bell, and all, and comment because we got to hit the algorithm. If you are streaming Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, make sure you give us a five-star review and rating so people know that we are the shit just like you. And not only that, Follow us at our digital real estate heritage hop.com where we have exclusive merch, playlists, interviews, podcasts, blogs, and more. But today, once again, the voice is what makes hip hop strong. And today's voices are taking us to the next level of greatness. Introduce yourself to the people and let them recognize the voice that's going to take them to their next level. Well,
1: what's good, y'all? It's your boy Bill Broach Baggins. I'm from Waukegan, Illinois, and I'm going crazy with this independent rap shit.
0: All right. So let's get started on some good stuff. First of all, everybody always asks, well, why did you start rapping or or what influenced you? I'm not going to start there. What I want to ask you is this. How important is music to you? And why did you want to include yourself in that platform?
1: Okay. Uh, shit. The reason music is important to me is because that's like When I think of how long I've been around and just coming up since a youth, my like three years old, two years old, that's what I was watching on TV, MTV jams, you know what I'm saying? So music really is just my life. Music is how I can kind of get my feelings out, get my side of the story out. So it's a way to kind of, you know what I'm saying, express who I am, I guess. That's what it means to me. And what was the other question of what you say? Why did you choose to get into music? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I chose to be in the music because, man, I want to be filthy rich, you know, and I felt like that's a way that I could attack that 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 aspect of it and, you know what I'm saying, get rich. I felt like music was my thing. I, I really wanted to play basketball and go to the NBA, but at the same time I was doing that, music was still my thing. I was in choir, you know what I'm saying? I was doing talent shows, you know what I'm saying? I felt like, you know what I'm saying, that was a big thing. So really, that's why I chose to do it, the money and just because it makes me happy to be for real
0: (laughs) we we gotta talk about that you're making music to become filthy rich yeah define filthy rich
1: filthy rich man is just being able to travel anywhere and really to be super simple filthy rich is just being able to pay for anything you want And you know what I'm saying? Not saying money buys happiness, but I just want to be able to do kind of everything that I've ever wanted to do. You know what I'm saying? I don't come from the richest or the wealthiest background, more lower class. You know what I'm saying? So there was a lot of things that my friends was doing growing up that I couldn't do. But I felt like, man, if I do this music, that's probably going to be able to help my family do things they never did, and also I'm gonna be able to do exactly what I want. So filthy rich is just being able to cash out and just, oh, I want to go to Africa today.
0: (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Okay. What if I told you you're already filthy rich?
1: I will believe it a little bit. Like, I, I would get what you were saying. What am I saying? Like, I already have it all, you know what I'm saying? Right? Filthy rich, I, I mean, you know what I'm saying? You could be filthy rich religiously. It's a lot of different things you could be, you know what I'm saying? You could be filthy rich with confidence. You know what I'm saying? Your motivation. So it's, it's just a lot of different things that, you know what I'm saying? You can you can have already. That's rich. You already got this. But when I say filthy rich, I also mean the money being able to financially provide for anything. I want, you know what I'm saying? To be more specific, like I want to be filthy riches and having that money. No, Million. I respect all that. I know. <laughs>
0: what if I told you already filthy rich, though?
1: I am. I would be like, low-key, you're right, bro. Uh, Thanks for reminding me. That's what I always say because sometimes I forget. You
0: see, (laughs) I I was taught two things as I matured in life. Wealth is a blessing that people don't pray for, and if you're rich, you're broke because you can still count your money. Yeah. And what we're rich in, we take for granted.
1: Mm-hmm. We want to
0: because we because we pray for trees, whether you smoke them or you put them in your wallet. People pray for trees, and that's why it's always important for me to do these interviews because I love to hear the minds of the new art, artist is going to create. Because when people ask you the same old questions like "What made you rap?" or "Why?" they miss the depth of knowledge that you personally have, right? You want the money, but more importantly, you're telling me it's not money that you really want. You're really telling me that you want freedom. Am I correct?
1: More, yeah, than I've had, or, you know what I'm saying? Really, besides money, I just want, yeah, freedom, I guess. I just want to be able to do things freely. So, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Do things that most people wouldn't be able to wake up and do. You know what I'm saying? Part of being rich is I'm working, doing something like this, but when people think, like, even though getting up and going to the studio, having to do shows like that's work, Really, I feel like (laughs) working is doing the nine to five. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it's rap, that's art. You kind of waking up and doing your art. Like, I get it. It is work and it becomes a lot. But I feel like that's what I'm ready for. You know what I'm saying? That's the type of work that I want because that work is what makes me happy. And it's something that I love.
0: And love is the most important thing in life that people take for granted. How many times you seen people go to work and they hate it? (laughs) Always. Or how many people? I've been one of them. No, we are them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But but how many how many people you know do something that they love and can live off of it comfortably? It's very rare, right?
1: Yeah, it is. And, most and that's people why... I, do that's why do I'm sorry. Say that again? I said most people just got to do what they got to do. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I salute
0: you and all artists because it takes balls and it takes a lot of heart and faith to say, hey, I have talent. Pay me for it. Especially with an art form where people give music away for free or they pay a bank for music and the artists don't get nothing. You see what I'm saying?
1: Yeah.
0: We're not going to be dismal on this. Ladies and gentlemen, Bill Bro's Baggers is somebody that you should listen to because his voice is different and his message reflects the inner city, but with an edge to it. When I heard your album, Salute, When I heard your album, your voice automatically reminded me of Busy Bone. I was like, okay, (laughs) he got a different little, little something to his voice. I know he's not an East Coast guy. All right. Then when I heard your flow, you're not super lyrical, you're life lyrical. And that's what really made me get into your music. Why do you think people sacrifice their life story to be super artistic and lose their audience?
1: Uh, and what do you mean by super artistic? Like, lyrically, like they just like, like somebody wants to be vernacular, vernacular, speckle, tackle, yeah. And Why you, do you, you,
0: you don't do that. You, you really talk about, yo, there's people who had my back who didn't and look at me now, I'm here, or, yeah. oh, yo, I want to go somewhere with my lady and turn up and feel good. You got, you got some music like that where it's not going to be the tongue twisting bars, right? It's going to be the I feel good. This is a nice vibe, but you know what? I need to ride to this. I need to, I need, I need to get dressed to this because I feel like going out tonight <laughs> type vibe. Like, 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 yeah. like,
1: talk about, talk about that. I mean. I mean, to be honest, bro, like the, the music that I make is really what happened that day, a few days prior. It could have been maybe even a month ago. You know what I'm saying? I'm constantly making shit that really was going on. You know what I'm saying? Rap sometimes you will exaggerate a little bit, you know what I'm saying? So what I mean is I might say yesterday I did this. That's an exaggeration because yesterday I was really just chilling, playing the game, but that's the way I could kind of just bring some of my stories that, you know what I'm saying? I bring multiple stories to one song. So, you know what I'm saying? The reason why I might not be super, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like busy bone or- nobody else really is because I'm Ambrose. And that's really what the overall image was for this album, you know what I'm saying? I'm me, I'm 22 years old. I dropped eight songs on my birthday, you know what I'm saying? I wanted people to know like this time, it's straight me, nothing else, you know what I'm saying, and you're right, bro, some of them songs is, like, people wasn't believing in me, and you know what I'm saying, they wanted me to fail, but I was able to prevail always, because I believed in myself, and nobody did it, I also have songs on there, like, one time, because you, everybody knows how it is, sometimes you wanted to be with your lady, or go to the dance, you know what I'm saying, go to the bar, go to the club, and dance with a lady, you know what I'm saying, let's do it for the one time, because you only live once, and that's why I had a, a song on there, also called YOLO, because people forget you only live once, you can't always Plan. You can plan. People can do what they want, but you always got to think about that tomorrow is not promised. So that's really the story about my music. This music that I'm making, it could last a life. It could last a lifetime. It could last for a couple months. But really, right now, I don't care. I just want people to hear and understand. Like this is really a vibe. This is a mood. This is something that was going on. You know.
0: That's dope. All right. So once again, playing a song where it matches the moment. Is very vital to what hip hop is. You ain't think I could do that, did you? Come right back. <laughs> well, playing playing music that's very that's very vital to where you at in life is what makes hip hop alive. Yeah. Let me ask you this hip-hop in relation to your life. What is hip-hop to you, and how do you make it happen instead of just go through it?
1: Man, hip-hop to me is really my my tape, you know what I'm saying? And also just the music around me, you know what I'm saying? The culture of music, bro, to be honest, like I might not be able to answer this question the best way, but I'm gonna answer it the best way I can in, in my type of way, you know what I'm saying? But really hip hop is music, bro. Like hip hop is the swag, you know what I'm saying? The jewelry, the vision though, you know what I'm saying? The business too, that's what people forget. I actually go to Columbia College in Chicago I'm about to graduate in May with a music business degree. You know what I'm saying? So really, hip hop is not just being an artist and, you know what I'm saying, rock and jewelry, but it's also the business shit too, the managers. You know what I'm saying? Hip hop is everything, bro. Really, hip hop is life. Hip hop is what the world is. You know what I'm saying? What would the world be without hip hop? What would the world be without music? You know what I'm saying? Music is vital. Yes. You know what I'm saying? People need to start, you know what I'm saying, stamping that. You know what I'm saying? Standing on that shit. (laughs) Hip-hop would be be corny. I mean, the
0: world would be corny without hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? Because we we have salted the earth. And I'm glad you said that because hip-hop is the only genre of music that's alive. It's not a style. You see what I'm saying? It's stylish, but it's not not dead style. It's not deadpan in a box. And coming from the Midwest, y'all have brought a lot of style to what hip-hop is.
1: For real. You know what one of my
0: <laughs> you, you know what one of my favorite Midwest songs is of all time, yo? What? Come on, y'all. Let's dig. Let's go Come to a, a person mad mad people may know, but don't talk about enough. Twister is one is one of my favorite Midwest artists. Man, one do of you, mine
1: too.
0: Do you remember this song he had, The Heat?
1: Probably not. Maybe if I heard it, but not by them titles.
0: Oh, no, no, no. That's a video. (laughs) That's a video I need you to hear because you know how Twister go fast, right? This one, he slowed down and he was talking.
1: When I say that
0: man was talking, Mm -hmm. everybody went be Marvin Gaye, everybody go there, right? Slow down. Yeah,
1: facts.
0: Yeah, but no. (laughs) Twister has been
1: dope for years and that that Kanye did not make him dope. You know what I'm saying? Hell no. He was popping way before then. He was younger and already popping. Yeah, he was, on, he was he already had like before he was Twisted, he was already something else. That's what tongue old, twister. Yeah. Tongue twister, you know what I'm saying? He are, but he already had a lane on he was doing shows and getting money at that time as well, before this Kanye West shit.
0: Yeah, I think I think because I'm not gonna in your interview and talk about other artists. I think when it came to the mid the Midwest, we're playing swag really came heavy from the midwest i mean look even even the midwest swag got swallowed up by atlanta look at Ludacris. look at the look look at shauna look at the brat
1: you know what i'm saying you know what another thing about the midwest though that's like different from a lot of people i feel like is that the real ones from the Midwest really know how to be themselves, you know what I'm saying? And that's what I stand on as an art, artist too, you know what I'm saying? Just being me. <clears throat> of course, sometimes you might pick up flows and you might, you might you know what I'm saying, see shit that you like and that you might want to do, you know what I'm saying? Not really swaggerjacking or copying, but maybe taking that and bringing your own sauce to it, you know what I'm saying? But still, in the Midwest, we real, we know how to be ourselves and we know how to just create art that's why the best art school in the world is in Illinois. You know what I'm saying? The best performing art school, a great art school is in Illinois. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to graduate from there. You know what I'm saying? So it's a good school. And to the fact that like people who want to do art, people who like being themselves, people who are not worried about the outsider trying to be that or fit in, you know what I'm saying? That's what the Midwest is to me, I feel like, because I'm from here. So I'm speaking for myself, but This is where I'm from, the Midwest, you know what I'm saying? It's a lot of hate. It's a lot of fake people everywhere. But the Midwest got people that just know how to be themselves.
0: And that's where I want to go. I want to go to the Midwest. I really want to salute that culture and actually experience it, not just talk about it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you said something very key that I'm not going to let go past in this interview. You go to school
1: Mm -hmm. for art
0: and music, and you also are an artist yourself. Yes. I think a lot of hip hop artists are smarter than they let on because they want to pay, play the coon idiot to sell money in the mainstream culture as the n-word, nigga. But they're not really showing the world their depth of knowledge. Tell me how school added to your hip hop and probably, if it has, made you appreciate it and yourself a little more.
1: Man, that's the best question so far. School has had it added to my hip hop obviously by increasing my vocabulary a little bit, but also make let it allow me to kind of find who I really am, you know what I'm saying This is my first time hopping out in the world by myself, living on my own doing things like that. So really that's why I feel like college is important for any artist or any person who's trying to be successful in life because you get to figure out who you is. Not only do you get to figure out who you is, but you know what I'm saying whatever you're doing, it's just like when you dedicate yourself to school and you dedicate yourself to music yeah it's going to be a co- conflict of interest sometimes but it's also a good thing because when you're motivating yourself and you focused on something it's easier to get them done you know what I'm saying you, <clears throat> you're able to really just go as hard as possible because you want it so you know what I'm saying I forgot kind of the second question but really man like School has helped me in so many ways with the music, just finding myself realizing that, man, I want to do this type of sound or, you know what I'm saying, I'm writing these type of lyrics because I'm I'm witnessing a lot of how maybe freshman year we was cool, but now a sophomore year we not, you know what I'm saying, and we might have not been cool no more because of how you was feeling about my music or, you know what I'm saying, just things like that, bro. That's what the music is about. Everything I'm experienced. You know what I'm saying? The music that I make now is what I'm going through. I've been in college for four years. So really all my music right now is really just situations that I went through.
0: Don't you think is honest right now how in hip hop you have to grow with the artist to get the complete picture, not get an album and think, you know, the complete picture?
1: For real, you have to grow with the artist, you know what I'm saying? And that's what I'm trying to get better at, you know what I'm saying, engaging with my audience and getting people to really see the bigger picture. Because a lot of people will never see the bigger picture. A lot of people are so fixed, you know what I'm saying? And, And oh, yeah, oh, yeah. But really, sometimes you have to take that breath. Even that's what I learned in college, too. Like, I can't always think this about that. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I need to take a breath and really inspect what's going on because I ain't gonna lie. One album can really change how you feel about an artist. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people might not be feeling this album right now. But the, and, and a lot of new people, like when I mean by not feeling that, I mean, people that was feeling some of my old music, you know, what I'm saying people change, they don't know how to stick with it. So, you know, what I'm saying that's another thing I say about college, like the music that I make now is the life I'm living in the way I'm feeling right now. You know, what I'm saying so the music that I make right now is I feel like the best ever, you know, and, and that's what's helping, you know, what I'm saying me navigate through this world that I'm being introduced to bro for real. Let
0: me ask you a question then. Okay. If somebody called you a hypocrite, would you take that as a compliment or would you take that as a form of disrespect?
1: I'm going to probably take that as disrespect, bro. What the fuck? What you mean I'm a hypocrite? <laughs> what you mean?
0: But how about That's something
1: this? that ain't nobody ever said to me, though, too. I'm going to be real completely honest with you, bro. You know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to make it seem like I'm perfect, but I'm definitely not a hypocrite. So somebody asking me that is truly like crazy, but. If somebody really asked me that, I would feel disrespected, though, you know what I'm saying? Because everybody can sometimes be a hypocrite, but you know what I'm saying? At the same time, it wouldn't be a positive thing. I would feel disrespected, but at the same time, I would want to hear why they feel that. You know what I'm saying? Most importantly, how can we kind of resolve this? That's the type of person I am. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be a little salty. I might get, you know what I'm saying? I might talk my smack, but at the same time, like, how was I a hypocrite? Can you at least explain? And you know what I'm saying? Not trying to go out of the question, but... Sometimes you don't really like people don't like when you explain because they feel like it's disrespect. You know what I'm saying? But well, that Which could I... be
0: the biggest that could be the biggest compliment you ever get in your life, though. You're a hypocrite, man. <laughs> no, no. I, it was some people who've called me a hypocrite. I, I, I love the fact that they did, because Why? as a man, your view on life is going to change just Literally. like your music. Every day that you said is hypocritical to a person who's stuck in place. Really? You, you study I music, did. right? Huh? Yeah, I do. I said that's what it be. People be stuck in place. Yeah, yeah like look, look, look at music. this. Look at this. Let me tell you, let me say, let me show you how dope you can be if you believe in yourself enough. You said some people may turn on you after an album, right? Mm-hmm. One of my favorite MCs of all time is Nas. All right, Ilmatic came out. He was the next coming to rock him. It was written, came out. Nas was like on another level. Some people said It Was Written was better than Illmatic because It Was Written was more of a cinematic album than just songs put together like a mixtape.
1: Yeah.
0: I Am came out, and Nas wasn't the same, but he was still respected. Nostradamus came out, and a lot of people just didn't mess with Nas no more. Now, look at Nas 20, almost... Wow, yeah, actually... Almost about almost 30 years later, King's Disease, King's Disease 2 and Magic came out. And this has been some of the best stuff in his catalog he's made in years. I believe it. So the way people look at you based on your music will change. And people will call people have called Nas a hypocrite because they want Illmatic. And he says the fans want Illmatic still, right? And he made a song on uh, Life is Good. Um, he's like, this is stuck. This is for my stuck in the 90s, niggas. Because he's gone. He's past that. Yeah. Sometimes being a hypocrite means that you're growing. And that means as a man, you're progressing. Here's my question after all of that. Progression is a sign of growth. Why do you think people get stuck on music and not grow with music?
1: Man. Number one. People get stuck on music and I grow with music because certain songs trigger that person. Certain songs people have that real connection with. And I have that, like, I play certain songs and people be like, what? But like, that's another thing Like, it's funny because truly I don't care how you feel. I have a connection with this song, you know? But another reason I feel like people get stuck too is because, like you said, man, some people just don't have that strength. Some people don't know how to just... Take that breath and and look through this perspective. You know what I'm saying? Or better yet, put those glasses on. You know what I'm saying? Maybe adjust their uh their um, rear view mirror, you know, things like that. Sometimes you have to look at things, do it through a different angle. Sometimes you have to step back and, and just analyze everything because being stuck is not really good. You know what I'm saying? Not with the music. Music is constantly growing. People are constantly trying different things, sounding and this and and then people love it you know what i'm saying so but there's a most of the music fans though really are you know what i'm saying um <clears throat> moving with us but there are thousands and millions of people that are stuck and really i think they need to speak why they so why do they want this why do they want cds why do they want this album why you know what i'm saying really keep your opinions to yourself honestly but i don't know that's how I feel, though, because I got a lot of people that mess with my music and they be like, bro, I want you to rap like how you used to rap or I like how this song, you know what I'm saying? And I want you to go back to this and it's like, man, I know you're not hating on me because you're my dog, you know what I'm saying? And you support me, but it's just like, how come you're not telling me like, bro, even though this is my favorite song, I, like the music you're making now is just like, man, it's so much better. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know they truly see the groove, but people be so stuck and just like, hypnotized that they don't, you know what I'm saying? They, That's what it be, they'd be stuck and hypnotized. They don't know how to just, like I said, take that breath and just snap out of it. You know what I'm saying? And realize like, whoa, I kind of have been tweaking. This stuff is great music. I can't hear you, bro.
0: Damn it. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> this is Karev, with Rose Baggins with the album Ambrose out right now. And now that we talked about people getting stuck in music, We're now gonna go into his music. And one of the songs that I really wanted to touch on with you, let me go to my notes. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we listen to the music. We just don't talk to people. One of the songs I wanted to talk about was Part of the Game. Tell me about Part of the Game and what inspired you, especially that second verse. Oh, bro. (laughs) He
1: said, especially the second verse. Man, Part of the Game really happened One, you know what I'm saying, Uh, how how I was really, I got that beat basically, you know what I'm saying, some little family stuff had happened, you know what I'm saying, some things were said, a little situation occurred, I was feeling some type of way, man, and I'm telling you, I just finally sat down and wrote a song for the first time in, man, a long, long time, I wrote the whole song just completely, now, When it comes to the second verse, I'm going to say I wrote the hook and I wrote the first verse and I wrote a bit of the second verse completely, but when it comes to the second verse, that was more kind of just like the first side was a situation that occurred that I was feeling some type of way. this is that, but the second verse was just Now I'm about to explain to you how I'm starting to feel it. just about everything, you know what I'm saying? Barely got friends, but I barely give a fuck. That's what I said to start it off because that's just letting you know, like, really, it's just me in this shit, man. Like, I have friends, but not a lot, you know what I'm saying? I barely got any, but I barely care, you know what I'm saying? Because what I care about is the music. What I care about is letting you know, letting you understand what I feel and how I'm thinking. So the second verse, man, is just me trying to get my bars up, me trying to just go at you and and spit that flame to your ear so you can feel that aggression and the pain, you know?
0: Yes. And that's why the first part of the interview was made the way it is because, see, when you get into music, you meet people who just want to dance sometimes. Mm -hmm. And then you make a song for them. And then you got people who just want to get high. (laughs) Shout out to Fully Medicated. (laughs) But then you have people who really listen to the music because they want depth. Because a lot of people don't have identities and they latch onto artists to help them figure who they are out. And and part of the game for me was the song that told me okay, I can kind of figure you out because you're showing your growth and your pain through your music. Mm -hmm. Feel me? Yeah. So now I'm going to ask you a school question, young man. Let's get into some, let's get into some education. (laughs) If life is a stage and everyone plays their part, what's the most important part you play
1: in your life? The most important part I play in my life, man, is truly, I would say the director, you know what I'm saying? The writer, the creator, you know what I'm saying? Like I feel like I got complete control and I feel like in my life when I'm directing, you know what I'm saying? This is just, my life is a movie, bro. When I'm directing it, how I want it, you know what I'm saying? Some things I might notice, some things I might have to change, some things I might keep, but I might use later. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's what I feel like how I attack it, you know? Oh, most
0: definitely. Because look, if, every, if life really is a stage and everybody plays their part, life is all about perception and relationship building. Mm-hmm. It, I'm a spiritual man. I read the Bible and stuff. You know what I'm saying? And the Bible always says, prove a friend. And some people want to play the part so well that they believe everybody's in their corner where really you need opposition to fortify your position. Bars. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, 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 and finding out who you are and appreciating your creativity, what's the hardest role you had to play so far in your ROM journey? In my rhyme journey? Am I rhyme your journey yeah
1: man my my journey the hardest part i've had to play in my journey is you know what i'm saying sometimes being a bigger person i'm not gonna say that's one of the hardest i mean the complete hardest but that's definitely one of the hardest being a bigger man nobody ever wants to really be the bigger man but sometimes that's the best move to move when you play in chess you know what i'm saying i like to look at this life shit like chess honestly you know what i'm saying every piece is a move that you're making you know what i'm saying but can you just repeat the question one last time, bro? Because I want to mm. hit it at a certain angle.
0: What is the hardest role you had to play so far in your rhyme journey? I could change it and say in your musical journey.
1: Yeah, I like that better. <laughs> the hardest role I've had to play, man, is just sometimes like I realize I can't be in the game all the time. Mm. So I to sit back and sit on the bench, you know what I'm saying, and let other people shine. You know what I'm saying? When you're doing music, you have friends, you have cousins, you have people. Sometimes they have to be that star. And sometimes, like I said, you got to learn how to put your pride to the side. Now, I'm not going to say it's the hardest, but it's still things that you truly don't want to do. But sometimes you just have to man up and understand this is the best move to make right now because of what's just going on entirely. And one thing about it, even though, you know what I'm saying, you shouldn't want to be selfish. Sometimes, you know what I'm saying, not worrying about yourself can be the hardest. I feel like, you know what I'm saying? I feel like when you're doing this and you're a business and you're a brand, you want to worry about yourself because, you know what I'm saying, this is what you're trying to do. Of course, you care about people in this, but when it comes to this and who you are and and what you are, you know what I'm saying, you have to just go at it. But the hardest thing probably is just falling back, man, and and being maybe a sidekick for this day or for a week. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to let... Robin take over. Even if you Batman, you got to let Robin do his thing because that's your boy. You know what I'm saying? Or that's your that's your company. That's what you love and you care about them, you know what I'm saying? So sometimes that can be the hardest thing. Just knowing your place, falling back sometimes.
0: All right, so check this out. I spoke to a CEO and a former CEO of a highly reputable music um company that you love and respect, believe me. And we talked about how everybody loves the goal but they don't respect the journey. Mm-hmm. And I said, we always, always measure people by what they have, but we don't look at the amount of scars they had to accumulate to get to that goal. What's one of the deepest scars that, you, that you've picked up on your, on, your, on your journey through music that reminds you every day that it's a struggle, but there's something great at the end.
1: Man, my biggest scars with this music shit, bro, is definitely not marketing and promoting it the best way possible. Okay. Putting out putting out music and not copyrighting it and publishing it and taking advantage of the royal the all the royalties that I could be getting. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Really missing out on money, missing out on opportunity is the biggest scars I did. Being hesitant with shows. You know what I'm saying? But another thing too that comes with this game, man, is trust. Not everybody wants to see you succeed. not everybody wants to have your back and support you. So it's just like when you're trying to venture off and network and do things, sometimes the, the bargain is against you. You know what I'm saying? Really, this should be negotiation. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes it's going to be that type of bargain where like, you know what I'm saying? You're just going to have to gamble with that. So gambling has definitely been one of the toughest things. Gambling with should I do this? Should I not? You know,
0: I feel that. And I want to give a shout out to Illboy who got us together to have a conversation. Boy is that's my guy right there. And you know why I respect him? Because just like what wow. you said, it's about the gamble that you take on yourself, but the come up of winning out of that is no is nothing like that. Man, it's not. And that leads. Shout out to to- oh, yeah, true. Shout out to Illboy. And that leads me to one of my favorite songs on the project, Prevail. Ladies and gentlemen, you know, I don't co-sign songs too often, but when I do, (laughs) I do. Prevail is that joint. Tell me about Prevail and why that song you think rings so many bells.
1: Man, to be honest with you, bro, that's one story, but it also has little short stories in it. But man, really, I had a best friend growing up, you know what I'm saying, my dog, my road dog, you know what I'm saying, my mans. We got to about sophomore year 2015 and one little situation happened and it, it basically his true colors were uh were revealed, you know what I'm saying? And that song is about somebody that's down, you know what I'm saying, supporting you in your face, but one moment changed and it's just like, man, you ain't gonna make it out, you know what I'm saying? I don't wanna see you there. So that song is just about. And, and it's really at one person, but at the same time, it's, it's a general song too. It's, it's having that where, you know what I'm saying, you around people, but really they not there for you. They just, they rooting so you fail, you know what I'm saying? They making it seem like they got your back, but really they just want you to fail. So, you know what I'm saying? They can feel better about themselves, you know what I'm saying? But when you believe in yourself and you're righteous and, you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying, you're God fearing, you're going to always prevail, no matter what the situation is, sometimes consequences happen, you know what I'm saying, sometimes mistakes happen, and you got to learn, and you got to face whatever, you know what I'm saying, but still, prevailing always will happen if you're righteous and you believe, so really, that's what that song is about, man, people not going to always believe you, people going to believe you, and then one day, they just going to be like, you know what, man, it's whatever, you know what I'm saying, and change on you, but no matter what, prevail, prevail,
0: that's one of the most important messages that every scripture and spiritual book gives you is not to lose hope. Um, you believe in God? You that shit
1: thing? Yep, heck yeah, man! I'm baptized, bro. Uh, I I go to a a, a Baptist church.
0: Yep. All right, salute to salute to baptism and all that. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Because yeah. that's important for a person to know who they are in the grand scope of life, not just their surroundings. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, and the reason why I'm so adamant when it comes to hip hop and people who sing and rhyme is because your words have power. And I always ask this because as a believer, I think it's very important that we talk about the things that church doesn't teach us, but the Bible does. What's the first commandment in the Bible?
1: Man, I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> I don't know. Now, no, I'm it doesn't matter I'm if you do. Yeah, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? It's all but,
0: good. That means that's that's why we talk.
1: Yeah. The first commandment
0: in the Bible was be fruitful and multiply. God also told us to resubdue the earth. So be fruitful, as you'll learn, as you go into your studies more, As the fruits of the spirit. Love is patient, love is kind, stuff like that, right? Yeah. Multiply, you know, as have kids. So sex is never evil, everybody. Just remember that. Moderately, though. <laughs> but he also said resubdue the earth and retake it over resubdue means it was there it was lost that was up to you to get it back so whatever you speak into existence will happen that's why Christ said if you have the faith of a mustard seed you could talk to a mountain and it'll move because your words if you believe in your words will make your actions come true you see what I'm saying yeah. The mind to the mouth to the world. That's how you make your lyrics. For real. How important is it to you to be heard, not just listened to?
1: Man, that's the most important. But really, I feel like that's the last step. You know what I'm saying? Because people going to listen. They going to, you know what I'm saying? But are you hearing me? Mm-hmm. And I ain't going to lie. That's one of my, I said that in one of my uh, newest songs that I've been writing. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people don't really hear me, though. You know what I'm saying? And it's important for people to hear me because I want people to understand that it's not about, you know, what I'm saying, where are you from? It's not about not always not about what you went through, but it's about what you believe in and, and what you're trying to do. So that's the message I try to put through it. That's the message I try to put in most of my music. You know what I'm saying? So when people not hearing me, I just try to come back harder with another track, you know what I'm saying? And, and really wake you up. I want my music to slap these people out they sleep, because a lot of people are sleeping. you know what I'm saying? People, you can listen while you're sleeping, but you really got to concentrate, you really got to move them eyeballs in, in that brain to really hear what the person is saying, or you go, you know what I'm saying? You could be dozing off and listening, but you're not really hearing it. You know what I'm saying? Are you hearing it, but you're not listening. It could go back and forth. Sometimes you don't want people to hear you, but you want them to listen because it's important for them to listen. That's an action. Listening is how streams increase, but hearing it is how people can engage with you and understand who you are as an artist. So people need to, you know what I'm saying? Hear me more, man, for real. That's why Ambrose the album is out right now. <laughs> go get it.
0: Go get it, not stream it, purchase it. Stream it if you wanted to see what it is, but purchase it if you like it. Purchase it if if you're trying to hear it. Purchase it. I'm going to ask you an odd question I usually say for the end of the interview. Whoa, I'm not an odd person, bro. I'm an even person, but let's see. (laughs) All right, here we go. One of the songs on the soundtrack to my life is Benny Siegel, Take a Look at Me Now. You ever heard that song? Possibly. Okay, that's one of the songs that means, like, like in my life, if somebody made a soundtrack of my life, that song is in there.
1: For sure, I like that.
0: If somebody said your song is on the soundtrack of their life, where do you think you're meeting that person right now, if they said that?
1: If somebody said that to me right now, bro, I would probably just be meeting them on a journey, walking around anywhere. But also... I could probably, you know what I'm saying, at one of my performances, one of my real true fans, you know what I'm saying? I really might meet that person on Instagram too. I didn't met people tell me how much my music means to them. So in this day and age, sometimes social media, I might might meet that person on social media, but you know what I'm saying? I've never truly met nobody just walking around that kind of knew what my music was. So really social media is how they do that. But still, like, I feel like that could happen walking around, being at the right place at the right time. You know
0: what I'm saying? Facts, ladies and gentlemen. This is Kareva and Heritage Chip out telling you to make sure you hit that subscribe button. Make sure you hit the likes. Make sure you give us that five star rating because this interview is a classic. We're sitting with Bill Bros Baggins, Midwest hip hop stand up because you got a representative on For here We're telling you the truth. Before we close out the interview, I think this was a good interview, man. I think we really, we really hit some topics. You know what I'm saying?
1: For real, man.
0: I, I think I, I think what people take for granted about interviews is everybody always asks you who got like the nicest breasts or somebody. What's your favorite color or something like that? And, and people don't really listen to the music to know who you are. There's two. There's two songs you have on here I want to talk about before we close out, and um, I want to talk about Yolo.
1: Yolo, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but,
0: Tell me about YOLO and why
1: why you why you started off your album with that song. Man, I started off my album with YOLO because, like I said earlier, I want people to know you only live once. I want people to not just listen that you only live once, but I want people to hear you only live once. Live your life. You're going to make decisions. And that in that song, I'm specifically talking about just decisions that I'm making. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But you mm-hmm. don't hear me talking about, well, this could happen if I make that you just hear me talking about what I'm choosing to do. And I feel like sometimes in this life, you only live once. Don't do wrong. But if you're doing righteous and you're doing something you believe in, do it. And that's what YOLO is about, man. Like, I started I started my album with YOLO. And I got some big constructive criticism on why did I start my song with that album, man. So I'm glad I get to talk about it. Number one, I started with, well, not even number one. This is probably number five, number 10. But I started my album with that, man, again, just because, like, I wanted to see, man, I I wanted to switch it up for once, you know what I'm saying? I wanted to change the algorithm. I wanted to change the cycle and just come out with a real banger, you know what I'm saying? Letting people know that I got the vocals, letting people know that I'm going to literally tell you some real facts that's going on. And also it's Ambrose, man, you know what I'm saying? Ambrose is immortal. That's what my name means. And I've lost a lot of people in my life, you know what I'm saying? So they might not be here physically, but they here and that's what YOLO is about. You know what I'm saying? You only live once. I know my people that's no longer here was good. You know what I'm saying? They, they was, when they left, they was up there with it. You know what I'm saying? So they only live once. They What they did is what they did. You know what I'm saying? They only live once and they live their life. I live my life. I'm here now. And it's time to make it, you know?
0: I want to challenge you on that song, though. Okay. Because I think you're better than that. Realistically. <laughs> I think your potential is higher than what you're thinking.
1: Mm -hmm. What
0: if I told you, you only die once, but you live many times?
1: That's, that's also true. You know what I'm saying? And and let's talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Because that's, that's a possibility that I kind of believe in as well. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, we're gonna keep things reality. You know what I'm saying? YOLO. YOLO is deeper than just you only live once, but really it's about believe in yourself and, you know what I'm saying? Not thinking about nothing else, but what's right and what you believe in, you know what I'm saying? So we're not trying to think about dying, we're trying to think about living, you know what I'm saying? And that's really one of my messages, like, man, I, I don't wanna die no time soon, but I wanna live, you know what I'm saying? So if this is the last, if this is the one and the last time I live, man, we about to do it the biggest way possible, you know what I'm saying? And, and while I'm here and I'm lit, I'm gonna dedicate my people, in the middle of my song, and then I'm gonna go back to explaining my life and, and how I ended it that night. You know what I'm saying? Sliding in the limousine, you know what I'm saying? Cameraman with us, you know what I'm saying? Good drinks, like, man, that's really, I I, I hope people listen to that song and see it, man, because it's a whole lot of weed smoke, a whole lot of liquor, a whole lot of ladies that was just around, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what YOLO is about, man. You only live once. We ain't thinking about dying, man, you know what I'm saying? And, and I get what you're saying. I, I pray. I'm resurrected as a dolphin or one of my my other favorite animals. You know what I'm saying? Because my favorite animal is a dolphin, man. So, you know what I'm saying? I hope there is a second life, truthfully. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm praying for. And I believe in it, but still, you know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to die, man. I'm trying to live and I want to live multiple times. So like you said, man, that's right. You know what I'm saying? You can live multiple times and you only die once. But then again, if you live multiple times, Eventually, one, you know, I'm saying they're gonna have to come to an end, you know. But see, that's the point. Because,
0: how old are you? 22. You live four lives already. Did you know that? I did (laughs) it. Let's get deep. Let's get deep. Deep. How's we get deep? You a Dolphin fan or you a Chicago Bears
1: fan? What's up? I'm a Chicago – man, I'm a Chicago Bears fan because I'm from Chicago, Illinois, but my first team is the Dolphins, bro. Literally, okay. I love the Dolphins. I'm Dolphins everything, bro.
0: All right, so if the Bears play the Dolphins in the Super Bowl, who you going for? Dolphins. <laughs> but I'm going oh, <laughs> to be just excited. Oh, my God.
1: I'm going to be just excited if
0: the Bears win. It's crazy, bro. All right, that's what's up. But let's get deep. Let's go back to what we were talking about, all right?
1: Let's get deep, man.
0: From zero to five, the world is your introduction. From 5 to 10, now you're feeling yourself because you have a knowledge of the world. Low key. From 10 to 15, now you feel peer pressure because you want to ma- you you matter in the world. From 15 to 20, you're hitting adulthood. So now you're learning your freedoms versus your liberties. Mm-hmm. From 20... To 25, you start to realize that there's a purpose for you in the world. For 25 to 30, you work on your purpose. From 30 on, you live your purpose until you pass it off to somebody else. Wow. That's four lifetimes. Now, you can add to those lifetimes by your experiences. Mm -hmm. We call call that um, the negative effects of life. It could be people passing away, poverty, addiction, sex, drugs, money, murder, you know, all the influences. Yeah. There's only three, excuse me. There's only three things people are going to spend money on. Entertainment, food, and caskets. Because you always want to feel good. Hunger is the only God besides death that you that you acknowledge, whether you believe in God or not. So those are the three things that govern the life. And the experiences that you have. So, if you live once, you take away the ability to grow with life itself. But if you die once, that means you took life in, and now you're able to pass your legacy on to the next person. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm asking you, to I'm asking you to think about your perception, because as an artist, your perception is going to change, and you're going to grow with the times, the rhymes, and the beats that you have.
1: (laughs) You feel me? Mm -hmm.
0: So what do you think is the most important living part of life that everyone should enjoy or feel before they finally lay down to rest in peace?
1: Man, family, you know what I'm saying? And to get, to dig deeper, that's the first thing that came to my mind, bro, but the only thing that I know that's living besides me that, you know what I'm saying, I love, and I care about, and I, I want to make sure every, every angle, and every line is even before I rest, is my family, man, they the most important, they the reasons why I go so hard, because I know <clears throat> they was going hard for me, you know what I'm saying, and, and even though things might have not been what they, what my family wanted, you know what I'm saying, it was always love, and you know what I'm saying? I feel like that's what made me who I am right now. That's why I'm dropping dope albums. That's why I'm making good music for people to hear so they can understand that, you know what I'm saying, I'm a reflection of my environment. You know what I'm saying? I'm a, a reflection of what how I was raised, you know what I'm saying? And the way I think and the way I feel is what, what I experienced and, and how I came up and what I had to, you know what I'm saying, embrace and, and learn, you know?
0: Shout out to you because... Family is the hardest lesson I had to learn myself. And for somebody to even talk about it means that there's a level of maturity and depth to you that I hope the world catches. So salute to you. The second song song was um, La La La. Come on, man. Talk to me about La La La.
1: (laughs) Man, that song, that beat is from like 2018. My cousin sent me that a long time ago. But and I had the la 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 from the very beginning, but it's just like, I wrote so many different verses, I wrote so many different things to it, but it's like I didn't want to swear too much, I didn't want to talk about females, I just kind of wanted to keep everything just, this, this, this part after the la 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 is this. This part is this. I just wanted it to be kind of like a story. You know what I'm saying? A beginning, a middle, an end, surrounded by la, la, la. And la, la, la is the overall happiness, the overall enjoyment. You know what I'm saying? You can't never forget who you are. You can't never forget what peace is. You can't never forget your happiness. You know what I'm saying? That's what matters. So when I made that song, man, and before I even recorded that, like I knew that beat was truly a part of my soundtrack. I knew that beat made my heart just warm, you know what I'm saying, and feel happy, so that's why it took me a while, bro, that song was super explicit, but then I had to think, like, man, I want this to be, I want this to be a commercial, you know what I'm saying, on TV, and truthfully, bro, this time around, when I wrote, when I was writing the new look, because the La La La, like I said, that's kind of freestyle, I've been at that down, but every little part where I'm not saying La La La, all that came probably, you know what I'm saying, not too long ago, bro, but you know what I'm saying? When I was writing, I'm like, man, I feel like I'm at Six Flags. I feel like I'm shopping at the mall. I feel like I'm in a jacuzzi with bad bitches. And it's a lot of money and a lot of, you know what I'm saying, champagne bottles around. That was really how I felt, bro. So La 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 is just really, man, I'm having fun with this at the end of the day. I'm going to make my money. I'm going to be me, but I want to have fun. I want to find my peace. I want to grow. I want to, you know what I'm saying? I want my perspective to change. That's what, that's what La 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 is about, bro. It's just about taking that breath. You know what I'm saying? I came off the bat with YOLO. I made people think, then I talked about prevail, but I made La 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 the third song because I wanted people to take a breath. You know what I'm saying? Take a breath with me. That's what La 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 is about. You don't always have to be super hard or, you know what I'm saying? Firm. Sometimes it's good to just relax and just, man, La La La. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Sit back, chill, just vibe. That's what La 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 is about.
0: For everybody out there, we want you to catch a vibe. So check out Bill Bro's baggers and check out his album Ambrose out right now on all social media DSPs. But Heritage Hip Hop does not believe in streaming. If you like it, we ask you to purchase it because by purchasing, you having purchase power. Not only do you own the music, not rent your music, but you also um something into the artist. You know what I'm saying? So why don't you please give everybody your social media? I don't know how they can get in contact with you and talk to you about this music.
1: You can find me on all social media handles at Bill Bros Baggins. That's at B-I-L-B-R-O-S-E-B-A-G-G-I-N-Z. When it comes to my music, you can find that on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, iTunes, etc. At the same name, Bill Bros Baggins. When it comes to the... Uh, the DSPs, which is Spotify, Apple Music, sometimes you have to add a dollar sign to my name instead of an S. When it comes to my Instagram and my Facebook and my social media handles, no, no dollar sign is needed. Tap in, stream the album, download it, share with the friend, share with the uh, worker, a, co- a colleague, a colleague, however you pronounce it. You know what I'm saying? Share with the family and also purchase it. Purchase it on iTunes, purchase it on Tidal and purchase it on uh, Amazon Music.
0: That's what's up? So for everybody out there watching, this is only the beginning of a wonderful career from an artist whose potential is bigger than some of you guys' whole catalogs. Believe me. Best believe. But guess what? The interview's not over. That's only part one. It's time to go to part two. You ready to have some fun? Yeah. All right, it's time for the rapid fire questions. These are not yes, no questions. These are questions that serve the people by showing them your depth of knowledge of yourself, the genre of hip hop and the art and craft that you show. You ready to go? Let's do it. Rapid fire. Question number one. What song or album from another person or artist perfectly describes you? Back Down 50 Cent, Get Rich or Die Trying. What's the perfect hip hop beat? Meaning if the person never came out with the song, it would have been your first single. Big Pimpin'. <laughs> Jay-Z, all right. Yeah. Here's, the, here's the next question. What is the new Chicago? Bill Bros Baggins. I like that. Let's, let, let's get some depth into that. Who's the all Chicago team for a hip-hop? You get
1: five. Who's your starting five? Man, I'm going to be real. I'm going to say Bill Rose Baggins, Keith, Kanye, R. Kelly. Uh, come on, come on, come on. Fuck it, I say it. Dirt. Dirk. Shout out to Dirk. Dirk, nice, though. Yeah, man. He going crazy.
0: Hip-hop has a lot of different voices when it comes to the identity of the um, culture, art, music, fashion, um, video games, movies, et cetera. Where would you like to hear your music that would make you so happy you know you made it?
1: Man, I wanna hear my music in amusement parks. I wanna hear my music in movie theaters. Mm -hmm. I wanna hear my music in movies for sure, movies, TV shows, uh, commercials. And lastly, man, I want to hear my music at the BET Awards, personally. Like, I'm, I'm never gonna stop believing that. My music will be played at the BET Awards. Even if I don't perform, they gonna, have, they gonna hear my music there. They gonna know, oh, that's Bill Broge. Why, Why he ain't performing? <laughs> Worst case scenario. Okay,
0: that's dope. Here's my next question. You gave me your starting five on who best represents Chicago.
1: Yeah.
0: If you had to sum up the entire Midwest, give me three words that describes the movement, not just the style. Man. I'm going to be real. I say. Bone. Drill. Baggins. (laughs) Baggins. <laughs> OK, look, you got, hey, you got to put yourself in there. Bone, yeah. Drill and Baggins. That's deep. Yeah. All right. Bone is tough. You saw what they did in Versus. Speaking of Versus, if two artists did a Versus, but it would sum up your whole love and style of hip
1: hop, what would the two who would the two artists be? Man, they already did it, bro. Bow Wow and Soldier Boy. <laughs> I love Bow Wow and Soulja Boy, bro. Them, you know what I'm saying? Bow Wow was really one of my big influences. You ain't asked me that, bro. But yeah, he ain't never really write his music, bro. But you know what I'm saying? That first album, I was probably like four years old when I heard it, bro.
0: That's funny.
1: That shit, bro. JD, Jagged Edge, you know what I'm saying? Corrupt, Daz, the Brat. They was writing them hits, man.
0: Oh, God.
1: You know what I'm saying? Soldier Boy, he's just the king of the internet, bro. That's the reason we on Zoom right now, bro. <laughs>
0: no, you <laughs> got to give him respect. Yeah, you got to give him respect. He's the internet I mean, king of hip hop. You
1: can't forget, though, like, Soldier Boy is the king of the internet. But don't forget, Bow Wow is the one who influenced Soldier Boy. So it's just like, that was perfect. Those are my two favorite, bro. 50 Cent, Soldier Boy, Bow Wow, Wayne, and Cheap Keep is my top five of all time. Simply because 2012, I was rapping myself. But Chief Keith came out and man, it was just crazy. But Wayne and Fifty, it'll never get no better than that. They got certain albums that I could just play all the time. And Soldier Boy and Bao is just like man, Bao got the movies. Bao always had the hoes, the rap. Soldier Boy came out. There you go. But I respect all stuff. Like when I re- when I feel like when you say you used to ask me who's the Godfather of rap, who's the Godfather of rap? My answer is Ice Cube. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I love Cube, man. My dad put me on with Cube. He put me on with all this stuff. Like It's a lot of old school rap that I really love and I respect. But my top five, like you don't understand, like I'm connected. Like I told you, we all got those artists or those songs that we're just connected with, you know what I'm saying? Like Bow Wow, like there was music growing up that I really felt, you know what I'm saying? It felt like I was being talked to. Then you, you know what I'm saying? Dancing. Soldier Boy came out with the banger, you know what I'm saying? Now we dancing and stuff. All that. It's just 50 Cent, man. Get Richard or Die is my favorite album of all time. So we just going to put it like that. You know what I'm saying? Nobody will ever be able to (laughs) be better than that. You know what I'm saying? Like that that album is just nasty, bro. Start to finish. Hey, man, that's what what I like
0: about hip hop. Actually, I'm lying. That's what I love about hip hop is because when you talk to people at different ages of it, the appreciation of it is just so different that they'll put you up to different minds. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. And I salute you because you know what? I never heard a top five that diverse before. Bow Wow, Soldier Boy, Chief Key, 50 Cent, and who was the other one again? Wayne. Lil Wayne.
1: Wow, the block there. is hot. The block is hot. <laughs> Wayne is the, one of the coders, bro. Carter 3 speaks for itself, but the Carter 2 is crazy, bro. Like, I remember when I wanted to get that album explicit, but I was having getting in trouble for swearing at school and stuff. And I had to get that the you know what I'm saying, the clean version. But man, that album was just so nasty to Carter too.
0: Shout out to Lil Wayne, shout out to Bow Wow, Soldier Boy, shout out to 50 Cent, shout out to Bat Bat, shout out to Baggins, Joe. That's how we gonna do Baggins, Baggin', Baggin', me? Billy, Billy the kid. All right. I have about four more questions and then we're gonna fade out on this one. All right, so for sure. So we did the versus one, right? If Nas is bringing back the one producer movement, Nas the hip boy has been called the next gang, the new gang star, right? They're Mm -hmm. they're, they're bringing back solidified sound. If there was one producer you could work with to make your
1: dream album, who would you work with? Dr. Dre. Why? Man, Dr. Dre is not only a producer, but he's a, a real doctor. You know what I'm saying? He knows how to develop artists. You might have the rawest talent in the world, but Dr. Dre is going to bring that hit out you. Dr. Dre didn't work with some of the most iconic artists in the world. Ice Cube, Easy E, Snoop Dogg. Man, the list, I mean, we could really sit here for a whole nother 30 minutes and talk about the people Dr. Dre didn't work with, but let's not even, let's talk about 50 Cent Eminem in the game, man. Some of the coldest of the 2000s, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just need a Dr. Dre beat, man. I need a Dr. Dre album, honestly, man. Like, Dr. Dre is so cold, bro. Like, I respect that, man. You know what I'm saying? That's really the doctor. Like, man, you know what I'm saying? Like, what would hip hop be without Dr. Dre? Different. Different. <laughs> Real Different. different. Yeah.
0: It would be different. Um, that's a, that's a good point. What would hip-hop be like without Dr. Dre? You're talking about getting rid of almost... At
1: least 50. Let's say it's 50,
0: right? 50 years of music.
1: That's yeah. Not even 50. Oh. I'm talking about 50% of music. I wouldn't go that <laughs> far.
0: Not that far. But hold up. Let's think about that. You're talking about that. Not 80s. Yeah, 80s. 90s. 2000s, 2010s and now in 2022 he just did a whole soundtrack for Grand Theft Auto.
1: Man. And he started at what, 16? Let's not forget the other soundtracks he did amongst the regular studio albums. Like, man, he got... I'm not. One of the biggest bodies of work. He's the Quincy Jones of hip-hop. And it's crazy because we tend to forget and I'm not even going to speak for myself but certain people would tend to forget that Dr. Dre didn't even see certain money from the hits that he made. I'm talking about the biggest hits in the world. He never even seen a penny from. So.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. It's all amazing. right. Two, uh, we got three more or two more? How many more we got?
1: You said four and then you asked that. So.
0: Three more? Yeah. Cause now we got, we got real good. I, I kind of want you made up more questions. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> I forget, man. It's all good. Yo, this is a great interview, I think. So let's ask that question. How did you like being on Heritage Hip Hop? Or would you recommend us to any other artists or upcoming independents that would like to promote themselves in their music?
1: Man, I'm going to be honest with you, bro. I had a great time. And actually, I've been looking forward to Heritage Hip Hop, Heritage Hip Hop my bad, for a minute. You know what I'm saying? Because I've been tapped in with Illboy for a minute. You know what I'm saying? And I've been seeing him working with you. I've been seeing you like some of his, you know what I'm saying, stuff. And I feel like, you know what I'm saying, you rocking with Illboy. And that's what I appreciate. You know what I'm saying? Because that's my guy. You know what I'm saying? And, I just like how, you know what I'm saying, people across the world is still tapping in and showing love like how it's supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? This social media stuff has created a type of love that was never here. So I appreciate that. But you know what I'm saying? Heritage Hip Hop is raw, bro. You asking dope questions, bro. You a good person. You funny. You know what I'm saying? So you're doing your thing, bro. I really hope this platform can elevate and I'm going to definitely tell my people about this, bro. As soon as I post these clips and videos and you know what I'm saying? I'm going to have some people tap in and see how they can get an interview. You know what I'm saying? And Gritty entertainment working with you, you working with gritty entertainment. So interview is gonna be coming left and right once that really, you know what I'm saying, start flowing. So like I said, man, this was great. We're gonna keep this in rotation, bro. We're gonna keep this going, you know what I'm saying? And if you down to maybe even get to the business aspect of it, we can maybe see if we could profit from this, you know what I'm saying? And make something happen, bro. Well,
0: that's the that's the goal in the long run, anyway. Cause heritage hip hop is something I'm making or has been made through God's inspiration for foundational legacies not just to be busy so salute and thank you very much second to last questions we 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 got deep let me give you a real real deep question (laughs) what makes the best this is a two-part question what makes the best hip-hop music pain or joy oh
1: that is deep because without pain, there is no joy. So we're going to have to talk about the pain. I ain't going to lie. I'm going to have to say pain, man, just because without pain, there's no joy. You know what I'm saying? We all went through pain to have joy, honestly. You know what I'm saying? My mother went through pain to give joy, to bring me here. You know what I'm saying? So taking it to that level, bro, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, we're part of the game, man. Like I kind of had to get a little irritated. I had to get, you know what I'm saying, in a type of situation that I didn't even want to to deal with that day. But that, that pain that was in me made me write part of the game. So without pain, there's no joy, bro. Right now, this is the joy part. The album is out. I'm doing an interview with Heritage Hip Hop. You know what I'm saying? All my people is, you know what I'm saying, supporting and I'm gaining more fans. So pain, man, pain.
0: So here's the second part of that question. Emo rap destroyed pain wrapped though. Cause you got a bunch of people crying, like I don't want to say it, but they crying and it's taking away the integrity of the emotion where you have people like DMX and Tupac tell you their pain and elevate the culture. Why it's do you so think, fair. why do you think the people who are true and transparent with their pain are the best artists when it comes to music that can change lives?
1: I feel like those artists are true because they're not doing it for the attention. They're not doing it, you know what I'm saying, 100% for the money. What they doing it for is because they believe. They're doing it for themselves, number one, and they doing it so the people that's real and the people that's actually trying to listen can get some knowledge and elevate themselves. You know what I'm saying? We People don't understand that. We, we're we we're doing this together. This is the world, you know what I'm saying? We all should be looked at as equals, you know what I'm saying? Even though people got statuses, this and that, but really the artists that, that put that pain in and they express it, what all they're trying to do basically is get people to hear them and understand that, look, this is the rawest and the realest way it's going to be given to you, but this is what's real, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is what you guys got to understand. So really it's an understanding thing, you know what I'm saying? The pain that these artists give like Tupac and you said, who else? DMX, DMX, man, DMX put that pain in his music, but he did that truly because that was him. He wasn't worried about what people thought and and look what it did for him. You know what I'm saying? He was putting that pain out. He was putting all he knew and not necessarily looking for, oh, yeah, that's hard or, yeah, man, that's that's not that's not good. Don't do that song. He put it out because that was him and that's what he believed. That's what he wanted. You know, so it's all about that.
0: So we're talking truth, ladies and gentlemen. Everybody, we come to the end of this episode of the Heritage Hip Hop Podcast with Bill Bros. Baggins. Look, brother, it was a pleasure to talk to you. I have an open-door policy. You don't have to be Billboard's Top 100. If you ever want to come on the platform, you got new music, all you got to do is hit me, and we'll, we'll, we'll make it happen. You know what I'm saying? As long as you have a story to tell, the microphone is always open. I tell everybody, the buffet table is set. All they got to do is sit down and build with us. You know what, okay. what I'm saying? because we're going to feed feed their minds and their spirits with with your music, you know what I'm saying, and your purpose. So with that being said, we've come to the last question. You ready for this one? Let's do it. All right, so the last and most important question of the first interview is this. 500 years from now, in the Hip Hop Hall of Fame, Bill Bro's Baggins is going to be in the building. And somebody's going to say, who the hell is Bill Bro's Baggins? And they're going to push a red button, and your hologram is going to come out the wall. And they're going Hmm. to play your music. My most important question of the first interview is this. 500 years from now, when people hear your music and they're inspired by you, what is the legacy you left behind that made the world better because you created hip-hop music?
1: The legacy I left behind is believing in myself and also believing that, you know what I'm saying, I'm immortal. And I don't mean like me, but my music is a part of me. The music is what I leave behind, my voice, my stories. So I feel like in 500 years from now, my music is still going to be around for the people that want to find it, for the people that know, you know what I'm saying? And and we just going to keep it like that, bro. If you want to find it, you're going to find it.
0: And with that being said, remember this, the truth was always the truth. It doesn't need you to believe in it. It will always be what it is. And when you are yourself, Yourself is gonna be defined by the words you speak, the actions you portray, and the legacy that you leave behind. A tree is known by its fruit. And if you give bad fruit, you get cut down, burned, and replaced. But if you give off good fruit, you are revered and your and your legacy will be how much good that you did. So remember this as an artist and a creator in this culture, no matter what you do, be real, be truthful, and be yourself. Because at the end, The only thing that you do when you live once or die once is that oneself goes back to the creator and he will reward you from the good that you did. With that being said, this is Kareb of Heritage Hip Hop with Bill Bros Baggins. Midwest Hip Hop stand up and be accounted for. And with that being said, we say peace and we out. classic interviews. We only do classics on heritagehiphop.com. So be sure that you check out Bill Bros. Baggins' new project, Ambrose, out right now on all streaming platforms. But like I said, Heritage Hip Hop does not believe in streaming. If you like the artist or you love the music, please purchase it because that's how we keep the culture alive. Money is power. We must stop giving our money to people who care nothing about us and support those who are doing things, not only... For the love of the culture to give us something that we could personally enjoy. But to help take their families and their lives to the next level. So salute. Salute to Illboy. Salute to the entertainment company. He has that is putting these artists onto bigger platforms like ours to market and promote their voices. Our voices are what need to be heard. Because our voices is what's making this world great. If it wasn't for hip-hop, what would the world be today? Think about that because I'm really asking if you weren't here, how would the world suffer? Because it would not be a better place When the Most High made you. He made you to bless the world, not just to be in it. So be your best and support these artists that are giving their best and growing in front of our eyes and ears, giving us something to enjoy, learn from and also grow with as well. Thank you for listening. This is Kareva Heritage Hip Hop asking everybody if you enjoy Heritage Hip Hop you're on YouTube, Hit the subscribe button, the notification bell, and click all. Make sure you like the videos and comment. Let me know you're out there. Let me know what you're thinking as well. As this platform grows, we like to grow with you as well. If you're listening to this on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or even Anchor.fm, please give us a five-star rating and leave, leave a review so we can share that with the people who may be new to the platform. If you're looking for exciting new merch, go to HeritageHipHop.com. We are the home of the exclusive playlist, our Black Love playlist is out right now, celebrating our skin, the people we are, and who we love. And we'll be damned if we let other people tell us who to love or who not to love as well. But always remember to love yourself first. The Heritage Hip Hop playlists come out every now and then, and we drop only the best, like I said, classics only on Heritage Hip Hop. Membership to our website is free. So become a member. The buffet table is set. All you have to do is sit down and enjoy the best merch, interviews, podcasts, blogs, and interviews that you'll find on the net when it comes to independent artists, independent music, and we crown our industry vets. We are the 30 for 30 independent artists and independent music. And most importantly, we celebrate the most high God as well. And that we are God's people and our culture is heritage, the God's heritage is hip hop. With that being said, this is Kareva Heritage Pop saying peace, stay healthy, enjoy the culture, be fruitful, and we out.